0: amazing
1: number five you have tom pretty much learned your craft by doing it in other words you have not gone to college you opted not to do that right Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess you have not been to drama coaches or drama classes have you no so i did one workshop just for a couple months in new york and that was it so you're learning by doing i've been fortunate i mean i've been working with really good people so i i listen and i watch and i just learn pick up little tricks as they're going along.
0: And once again, this career of his starts because of an orthopedic injury in wrestling. He realizes, I can't wrestle anymore. What else can I do? And he acts in a high school play. But he also realizes he has a tremendous disadvantage because he's dyslexic. He can't really read and absorb what's in the book. So he's going to have to learn visually. He's going to have to do something with his life that doesn't require him reading a book. And in this case, it's acting, number six.
1: I injured myself in wrestling. It was my senior year. I was living in New Jersey at this point uh, for about a year. And all of a sudden I felt, it just felt right. It felt like something I wanted to do. I'm dyslexic and a structured education for five, six more years was not something I was looking forward to college. So I was gonna take time off anyway and just uh, travel around around the country, around the world, just kind of hang out. And finally, number seven. What do directors, uh, how do they direct Do do they work with you a lot or do they pretty much give you rain? Yeah, they leave me alone. (laughs) That's, I mean, a director, a good director will listen, you know, and trust his artists after casting them. Um, I've been fortunate. I've really had a lot of room with the directors that I've worked with, um, with, you know, Paul Brickman and Francis and Becker and, and Chapman, <clears throat> but especially Brick, he really trusted me. And I mean, he wrote and, and was directing the film, Risky Business on Paul Brickman. And I mean, it was like we were working on a level of, of not even verbal, it was, it was fantastic.
0: I would argue that he's only gonna work with a director who's gonna give him that freedom, the freedom to slide across the stage wearing socks. Here's an interview from 1983. The movie is just coming out. And the biggest talk show host of the time is Merv Griffin, who started Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, by the way. He was a TV genius, Merv Griffin. But here he is talking to Tom Cruise about, you're a young kid. You just started your career. And look at you. You're everywhere. His success was immediate. But he also felt fortunate and lucky. But you can realize it has nothing to do with luck. It's because of his commitment and hard work. Number eight. It hasn't been a long, hard, tough climb to success for you, has it? Uh, boy, I, every day I pick up the papers, there's something about Tom Cruise in there going on.
1: No, sir, you know, three years, I've been really lucky.
0: Is it, do you, do you uh, claim luck in, in all of it?
1: Well, yeah, I feel very fortunate. I mean, there's a lot of good young actors out there. Yeah. And it just seems that I, you know, got the opportunities right. and just took the best of each opportunity, though. But uh, I do feel very fortunate
0: he has that freedom number 9 this new picture i haven't seen it yet but i've seen all of the ads for it yes. and it's gotten great reviews and you particularly it's uh i can tell what the ads are about it's uh, the family leaves on a vacation and
1: yes, the son takes
0: over his first burst of freedom
1: that's yeah, the storyline but It's an interesting film because it's very stylish and it's dealing on so many different levels. I mean, you tell people the storyline, and yet that's really not what the film is about. I mean, the young man is, uh, he's feeling the pressure of society about, you know, going to the best school, making a lot of money, having the best job. And uh, he meets this call girl, uh, high-priced call girl, and she's a metaphor for capitalism.
0: Hmm. I think that's where the depth comes from. Him as an actor seeing that it's more than just a kid breaking out in life as a teenager. You can already, again, he's 19 when he's talking here, but you can feel the depth in his character. And finally, number 10.
1: And she kind of acts as a catalyst in his life and pushes him forward into the world of capitalism where he, uh, he explores making money and, you know, just kind of the ins and outs of that.
0: Any of it relate to your own personal life growing up, Tom?
1: Um, Yeah, a lot of- the were you a
0: kid perfect is... kid?
1: Well, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now tell the truth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, halfway through the film, the kid starts taking a lot of chances. And he kind of makes a uh, big transition. And I guess that's a lot like me because I-, I took a lot of chances in my life.
0: He takes a lot of chances. Sliding socks, the freedom to be able to do it. The freedom and the power. It's a fascinating subject. And it's not just socks. And at eight fifteen, we're going to learn about the sock business because it is more than just protecting your feet. There's more going on here. Let's open up the clinic. The number is eight seven 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 ten ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on seven ten ESPN.